0: Today, we are going to zero in on one of the cranial nerves. It's one of the more complex, multifaceted ones. Join me as we tackle the trigeminal nerve, cranial nerve 5. Hey, hey, hello, and welcome. All the best to you. This is Seth Jump, your professor for Anatomy on the Go. Remember, if you haven't done so already, to get a free ebook called Preparing to Ace Anatomy, go to anatomyonthego.com, follow the prompts to share your email, confirm your email, and you'll get the ebook pretty quick within minutes. So, there you go. Also, if you want to unlock all the episodes of the podcast, follow the link in the show notes, go through a few steps, and all of those will be yours. Today, we're going to talk in a bit more detail about one of the more complex cranial nerves, the trigeminal nerve. But first, we'll need to do a bit of review of all these cranial nerves, make sure we got a good lay of the land, so to speak. We'll also talk about damage to the trigeminal nerve and what can happen as a result of damage, injury, etc. So to start, let's talk about the names of the cranial nerves to start. We have 12 pairs of these. They are labeled with Roman numerals. 1 through 12, cranial nerve 1, olfactory nerve, cranial nerve 2, optic nerve, cranial nerve 3, oculomotor nerve, cranial nerve 4, 4, excuse me, 4, trochlear nerve, cranial nerve 5, trigeminal nerve, cranial nerve 6, abducens nerve, cranial nerve 7, facial nerve, cranial nerve 8, vestibulocochlear nerve, cranial nerve 9, glossopharyngeal nerve, cranial nerve 10, vagus nerve. 11, accessory nerve, cranial nerve 12, hypoglossal nerve. Now before we go any further, let's do a brief rundown for what all these cranial nerves do. What's their what's their purpose? So cranial nerve 1, olfactory nerve, sense of smell. Cranial nerve 2 gives us the ability to see, uh, transmits um, information back to the brain. Oculomotor nerve, we can move our eyes using some of these muscles that are innervated by the oculomotor nerve, as well as uh, blinking. Cranial nerve four, trochlear nerve, innervates the muscle superior oblique. Uh, You can listen to a, a recent episode of the podcast to learn about that particular muscle. Trigeminal nerve, we're talking about today, and we'll get to that here in a few minutes, has some sensory and motor innervation. Cranial nerve six, abducens nerve, innervates the lateral rectus muscle, abduction of the eye. Facial nerve, innervates muscles responsible for making all kinds of facial expressions, The vestibular cochlear nerve, cranial nerve eight. We're talking about hearing and balance. Cranial nerve nine, glossopharyngeal nerve, tasting and swallowing. Vagus nerve, all kinds of uh, functions, actions, innervations here with the vagus nerve. It wanders all about. It's the vagabond of the body. We're talking about slowing down heart rate, uh, visceral functions. Accessory nerve, we're talking about innervating uh, muscles responsible for moving the shoulder and neck. And then also, we're talking about uh, hypoglossal nerve, cranial nerve 12, gives us the ability to move our tongue. Now, how do you remember all these? Well, of course, do what's best for you and your own brain, but what I recommend is that you use a mnemonic device. Use the first letter of each nerve to make a phrase, a mini story that you'll remember. So you could use something like o o to taste as food very good, very awesome hash browns. Now, that one, I realize, is incredibly dorker, but you're welcome to use that if you want. But what you really ought to do is, is make it your own, and it's probably better and more effective if you make it naughty, weird, personal, strange, rhymey. Weird and or naughty, I think, is the best way to go, at least for my brain, but it lets you pick for what you'd like to use to remember those nerves, whatever works best for you, of course. Now let's do a deeper dive on the trigeminal nerve here in a minute, but first let's hear about PERFORM from AminoCo. Physical and mental fatigue is often the biggest barrier to success in any activity involving strength, endurance, and mental focus. I've been on the lookout for something that could help boost athletic performance during my training and workouts which is why I'm so happy that I found the AminoCo. They offer 100% science-backed essential amino acid formula called Perform. Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher Dr. Wolf, who has completed 62 marathons in under 2 hours and 30 minutes and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. Perform is keto-friendly, soy-free, vegan, gluten-free, without any nasty GMOs. Perform is formulated to minimize muscle breakdown during exercise and maximize muscle growth after exercise. I use Perform to give me a boost for my different workouts, including running on the treadmill, interval training, weight training, and martial arts training. I train jujitsu and karate. Personally, I have noticed a boost in my ability to sustain my performance during exercise. I tend to notice less of a dip or a tapering off of muscular performance. I've also experienced improvements in mental clarity and focus. Also, as a huge bonus, it tastes delicious. If you're looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram-for-gram basis than any other protein source. You can check out their science by visiting aminococom anatomy, and while you're there, when you use the discount code anatomy, you get 30% off at checkout. One more time, visit aminoco.comslash anatomy and use the discount code ANATOMY for 30% off. Now, the trigeminal nerve, let's get into the nitty gritty detail of this nerve. It comes from the, the pons, one of the other parts of the brainstem. Now it has a sensory and motor function, but no autonomic function. And there are three divisions for this nerve ophthalmic V1, maxillary V2, and mandibular V3. Now in general what this nerve does is it provides sensory input for the face in both oral and nasal cavities meninges, scalp, and then what it does is it provides motor innervation for the muscles of mastication. These are the muscles responsible for chewing. And uh, like so many other muscles of the body, I I bet we take these for granted, what they do. Now, let's start with the sensory. We'll talk about uh, V1, V2, V3 sensory. Now, for V1, the innervation is the cornea, the nose, the anterior scalp, the forehead, and the meninges. So if there's damage to this particular division of the trigeminal nerve, we're going to have impairments in those particular anatomical locations. Now V2 innervates, in terms of sensory, nasal mucosa, gums, palate, cheek, meninges. And then V3, anterior two-thirds of the tongue. Now what about the posterior one-third? That would be the cranial nerve 9, glossopharyngeal nerve. We're talking about, in addition here, skin of the chin for V3, lower jaw, lower teeth, and also meninges. So, then we have this widespread innervation of muscles associated with mastication. This is the motor component of V3. And so, the muscles responsible here are, and innervated by the V3, are temporalis, masseter, and lateral and medial pterygoids. Now, what about the the pathway of these particular nerves? They come from the pons, um, and of course, sensory is heading back into the CNS to the pons. V1 in the cranium is gonna pass through the superior orbital fissure. V2 in the cranium, it passes through the foramen rotundum. And then V3, these axons are going to actually leave the pons and go through the foramen ovale to supply all of these muscles that are involved in chewing. And when there is inflammation of these particular divisions, primarily sensory, there can be intense pain to those areas uh, where we have the innervation of sensory. And then with respect to motor, there can be paralysis if there's some sort of injury or impaired ability for the muscle to function. Now, of the muscles that are responsible for chewing... Temporalis, masseter, and lateral medial pterygoid. The strongest of these is the masseter muscle, but all of them work together. The the masseter is responsible for closing the jaw along with the medial pterygoid. The lateral pterygoid muscle opens the jaw during chewing, and the temporalis will move the jaw up and down during chewing. Now, what can damage the trigeminal nerve? There are various causes of trigeminal nerve injury. It can be injured in various ways, including the following. We can have trauma. We can have direct trauma to the face, neck, head. Now, this can occur during sports, a car or motorcycle accident, some other blunt force to the face, head, neck, combat sports, for example. It could occur during a dental procedure, a crown, wisdom tooth removal, etc., where there could be uh, injections taking place and or or, uh, movement of instruments that uh, injure the nerve. Surgery, of course, various specific surgical procedures uh, done to the face, head, or neck. Uh, Tumors, tumors can actually compress or damage the nerve. Now, a tumor can, of course, affect any nerve. And another example that you may be somewhat familiar with is when a pituitary tumor it exists, it can affect cranial nerve 2, the optic nerve. Infections. An example of an infection would be shingles. This is caused by the same virus that causes chickenpox. What it does is it remains dormant in the body, and then something triggers it, and then it can affect different parts of the body, including nerves. Degenerative diseases can affect uh, nerves in a widespread way, including a couple examples of... Um, Diseases like this would be MS or ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and then sometimes uh, the cause is idiopathic. Sometimes the cause for a particular type of damage to a nerve or really any sort of structure in the body can be uh, not entirely known or the mechanism is, is sort of uh, indirect. So a few uh, examples of, of ways that the trigeminal nerve can be affected. Let's finish off this episode with a little bit of a quiz. Let's do some true-false, and you can tell me if it's true, if it's false, if it's false, why, how can we correct it, or what makes it false? So here we go. Cranial nerve 7 is the facial nerve. That would be true. Cranial nerve 1 controls smell. That is true. Cranial nerve V2 innervates nasal mucosa, muscles of mastication, gums, and the palate. False. It is sort of true, but we'd have to remove the descriptor muscles of mastication to make it fully true because that's V3, not V2. Crown nerve V3 passes through the foramen rotundum. False. It passes through the foramen ovale. There are four primary muscles of mastication, including masseter, medial pterygoid, temporalis, and lateral pterygoid. That is true. An unknown cause for a clinical condition is called idiopathic. That's true. Well, that's it for today. What's so great about the human body is that it's incredibly resilient and it has the ability to heal itself. Of course, there are conditions the body cannot handle well, but for so many things, the body figures it out, it corrects, it compensates somehow. Thanks for listening to this podcast episode, and remember that you can unlock all the episodes of the podcast by following the link in the show notes, but let's get back to the rest of our respective days now, and thanks again. Until the next episode drops, all the very best. Good luck with your studying, and I'll see you later.